This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Hello, Cleveland. I'm Alex Hoffman, co-host of Too Much Effing Perspective. The holidays are a time when family looms large for many people. In fact, some of my all-time favorite holiday memories and traditions involve my mom, dad, and brother and sister, and of course, more recently, my wife and my twin daughters. The holidays have also been the source of some of my personal spinal tap moments. Normally, my co-host Alan Keller would be here with us, but guess what? He has family obligations. Specifically, his daughter, Sunny, who is making a quick pit stop at home between her travels from Europe to China. So Alan, being the good family man that he is, is focused there this week, which is, of course, the right thing. So I am joined by our producer, Gretchen Kilby. And Gretchen, would you say that we're a family-friendly show? Well, uh, I guess in terms of being friendly to our own families, yeah, I would say sure. Uh, (laughs) However, the stories that we feature, I think, sometimes cross that PG-13 line. Well, right. I mean, we do talk to rock stars right. and other entertainers, <laughs> as, as, uh, as our listeners know. And and that's why we mark our episodes with E for explicit, uh, mainly for the strong language. But, you know, I think most of the time we're, we're in the zone. Yeah, but agreed. Speaking of family, most of our listeners don't know that your family and mine have known each other for many years. That's true. Our kids, uh, so I have a daughter, were in the same kindergarten class, mm-hmm. and now they're at the same high school, which is mind-blowing. It is mind-blowing. And yeah, I got to say, you know, speaking for myself, I am way too young to have high school-age kids. I say that, but when my dad was my age, I was already out of college, so. Well, Alex, whatever you have to tell yourself to deal with it. <laughs> anyway, in light of this special family time of year, We thought it would be fun to look back at some of the stories about family that our guests have shared here on Too Much Effing Perspective. Right. And it's weird. It's kind of like when you were a kid in elementary school and you'd run into your teacher in the grocery store and realize for the first time they have a life outside the classroom. Or, you know, you realize your parents actually have sex. I mean, rock rock stars and famous people actually do more than just entertain. They have families too. Well, and obviously that's... Not weird, because, I mean, they have to come from somewhere, but family does make for some hilarious stories. In fact, let's get to one right now, Alex. Okay. Uh, Well, what do you have queued up? Well, our first one is really on the nose. It's Nancy Wilson from Heart, and she was telling us about butting heads with her sister and bandmate, Anne, when they were trying to figure out how to actually start their families in the midst of a grueling tour schedule. There's always decisions to be made about the direction it's going to go. You know, how much touring do we really want to do? How much personal life do we want to have? What about starting a family? So if there was ever a headbutting moment with me and Anne, it was about stuff like that. It was about how many tours can we do without having a home life? How many years can we just tour, 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 tour and never have a chance to start a family. And so those were the things that, as we went along, had to be figured out. And so the power trips around that 
like I was on a power trip to be able to start my family. So what I had to do right. was tell Anne, well, I'm going to take a sabbatical and I'll be back, but I'm going to go and try to start my family for a couple of years. And that was not easy for Anne. She had to go out as a different version of Heart with, you know, Ann Wilson from Heart and go touring and talk about Spinal Tap. I mean, the stories I heard on those tours were all the way Spinal Tap, like stuck in the mud, the trailer, <laughs> and, you know, babies on, in diapers on one bus and pretty bad horror stories. Oh, boy. That's all timing, too, especially if you're at different stages in your yeah. life. That's tough. Well, the thing with Heart is, Heart itself, it's an equation, and plus Nancy equals heart, right? So right. there's no other real version of heart. We've tried a few things, and it's fun to do, but there's not a real heart without the two of us on stage together. How about another one? Here's a short one that I like. It really speaks to the resilience of the bond between mothers and their children. I certainly have a special bond with my mom. I know that my daughters have a special bond with my wife, but I'm not sure either my wife or my mom would have put up with the nonsense that comedian Josh Johnson from The Daily Show describes here. This guy went up. He had never done stand-up before. He got there super early, maybe like two hours early. And even had a few drinks, I guess, to give himself courage. And so he wasn't slurring. He wasn't like ridiculously drunk, but he wasn't great. He was a little off. So when his jokes aren't working, he just kind of starts roasting people in the audience, which is working. It wasn't really that mean or anything. It was just like obvious observations of just what people looked like or what they were wearing or something. And so this is all happening really quickly because he only has about six to eight minutes to go up. He finally gets to this lady in the middle of the audience and just starts going in on her heart. <laughs> Everything he's saying is insane. She has a couple of laughs at the first like two cracks she laughs and then she just starts to get real serious and he was like uh and, and your your hair and just like ev everything about her top to bottom and then finally she heckles him because now he's been on her for like maybe two full minutes which doesn't seem like a long time but when you're insulting somebody it's forever and she was like watch your mouth don't forget who your ride is. And we all just sort of stopped and stared because it turned out to be his mom. And so we were like, it's your first time going up. Why would you roast your mom? That's gonna be a quiet ride home. That's crazy. Not sure how I do in that situation with my kid. I haven't perfected the <laughs> evil glare, but I uh, can't say she'd have to walk home. But public transportation, I think, uh, would certainly be an option. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this, Gretchen. Do you have any memorably weird family situations that you can recall and share publicly? Uh, well, yeah. You know, when I knew we were doing this episode, I thought of one. So let me take you back to 1978. Oh, my goodness. And Andy Gibb was coming to perform at Chicago Fest. Heartthrob. And um, 
Exactly, heartthrob. Folks who don't remember that time, the guy heartthrobs were big. Sean Cassidy, Andy Gibb, Leif Garrett. <laughs> My sister was into uh, Barry Manilow, so she had slightly higher taste. But uh, anyway, so totally obsessed with Andy Gibb. <laughs> How many issues of Tiger Beat magazine did you have stacked up on your bedside table? Oh, Lord. Oh, it's embarrassing. Uh, a lot. Yeah. And big posters, big posters. You know, right. like yep, we had to decide where Barry went and where Andy went in our room. My sister's a twin sister, actually. So we shared a room. Nice. So we're third graders. Okay. So this also tells you something. So find out Andy Gibb is going to be headlining at Chicago Fest. My dad, being a good dad, said, okay, well, we'll take some of you guys down there. And Chicago Fest, it, you know, it's down on the waterfront. At the time, my family had a VW van. A number of us packed into the van. And just before we hit downtown, the van died. Oh, boy. So we're going to get a tow truck. We're close to downtown. We'll, you know, we'll still go. Tow truck leaves, and we discover my dad has almost no money on hand. <laughs> So, you know, we're at this huge food festival. I think it was probably like four in the afternoon. None of us had eaten anything. And Andy wasn't performing until eight o'clock. Somehow we survived. I'm sure we did like churros or something, you know, to have some sugar. And I do remember we were like way up in the back. So we see Andy. And of course, it's like the experience of a lifetime. But my dad's like, I don't feel comfortable having us go to the whole concert. It's going to be too late, and I need to get you guys home. <laughs> oh, boy. So we get on the bus, and like I hear Andy doing, I just want to be your everything <laughs> as I'm going in the bus back home. Next day, Chicago Sun-Times runs this big picture of Andy Gibb. I don't know what gave me this idea, but I took the picture, and I folded it up really small, and I put it in this little bottle with a stopper on it. Mm. Flash forward a week or two later, I want to take the picture back out because I want to look at Andy. So I try to get the picture out, and it's tearing. And so I am in, like, full-blown hysterics because I can't get this picture of Andy Gibb out of this bottle. My dad comes up and tries to reassure me, and he manages to get the little picture out of the bottle, and he had to, like, tape the back of it or whatever— oh my gosh, I can't believe that was me (laughs) at one point in time as a third grader. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty amazing. And the planes, trains, and automobiles of getting to the concert and back. Well, exactly. Crazy stuff. Know what it's like to be on the road. (laughs) Yeah, kind of segues well into this next story. So we started out with sisters, Nancy and Ann Wilson, but we know brothers can get into it too. So here's a story from Reese Darby, whose show Flight of the Concords was hilariously rooted in the spirit of This is Spinal Tap and is crushing it these days as the star of the hit series, Our Flag Means Death. I remembered my brother taking me for a drive in the car when he wasn't supposed to. So I think mum was out. Dad didn't live with us. It was me and mum and Paul in the early days. And mum would have been out seeing someone she um you know she was away that evening <laughs> she was <laughs> seeing a boyfriend or something i don't know we already say what you're saying there yeah i don't want to you know, put her in it but um you know <laughs> she's out of the picture all right for the evening guys got it and paul let's say he was 15 which hang on if i'm nine years younger means i was six yeah geez that's young 
But yeah, he said that we're going for a drive. And I said, really? Yeah, and the Hillman Hunter. And that was the car that was in the garage. And <laughs> so uh, we got in. I didn't want to be left home alone. So I said, oh, I'm coming with you, but can you drive? And he went, yeah, you know, I definitely don't know if he had his license at this point. Oh, no. The garage door went up. <laughs> See, I told you I was going to get some sound effects into this. I'm That's glad. what people are waiting for. People will fast forward to that bit. <laughs> and the car started and off we go. We actually reversed. He had no problems. I was very nervous, but we drove. And then I've got two things in my mind that happened. I don't think either of these things happened or one of them might have. One was that he asked me to wind down my window and use a baseball bat to smash the letterboxes as we're driving along. (laughs) I think Back to the Future had just come out and he'd seen that that was a thing. I think that's what happened, right? They'd bash letterboxes with a baseball bat when you're driving around. I don't think that happened, but I don't know why I think that was part of the story. Because I can't imagine myself doing that. I was a good boy. The other thing was he definitely stole some milk money. Back in New Zealand, you put your milk bottles out and you put on top of the milk bottles the money like in coins. So when the milk truck comes along, they jump out and they replace your empty milk bottles with full milk bottles and they take the money. And I think I've got this other vision of me having to do his bidding. by Like he'd pull over and he goes, go and grab that money from that milk bottle there and so we've got enough money coins to then go and play video games later whether either of those two things happen i'm not sure but i was very scared and we got back to the house i think he damaged the car slightly (laughs) but um we got away with it thank god guys well alex not only is reese's story nuts but it's rare to have a guest confess to multiple crimes on our show. Yeah, let's see. There was grand theft auto, vandalism, petty theft. I mean, fortunately for Reese and his brother, I think the statute of limitations had expired at that point. This is a lot of fun sharing these stories. We'll be right back after a short break. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so Alex, I shared my story. What about you? Do you have a holiday spinal tap moment with family? Funny you should ask. One year, my mom suggested that we postpone Christmas. Uh, What happened? Why? (laughs) Well, it's kind of embarrassing. And again, we already just said brothers can get into it. And that was the case here. My brother and I were being jerks. Uh, His name is Chris. He and I were both home from college. And my high school age sister, Emily, was involved in the Christmas pageant at our church. 
not to assume that all listeners know what a Christmas pageant is. It's essentially a dramatic reenactment of the birth of Jesus that's often put on by the kids in the church and often on Christmas Eve. Right. And in any case, they're not typically all that inspiring, and, and this one was no exception. And my brother and I decided to be very sarcastic about it, and and we kept exclaiming, oh, Judas Priest. Now, this is not during the pageant oh. itself. This is like after we got home, right? And we were sort oh, of phew. like, we were all- Okay, I was like, your mom <laughs> was justified. <laughs> we weren't trying to heckle the show down or anything like that, but it was okay, just good. in the car on the way home <laughs> and just sort of implying that that whole thing had not put us into the, the Christmas <laughs> spirit that we wanted to be in for Christmas Eve. Right. And, and this Judas Priest was not a reference to the metal band, but it was my dad's favorite saying, because he's not really someone who uses expletives. So we're kind of riffing on dad's typical <laughs> quote as well. So, uh, Judas Priest. So anyway, we really were just kidding around. Just again, being, what's the word I'm saying? Annoying big being, brothers. Yeah, yeah, being annoying big <laughs> brothers. Exactly. We were being annoying big brothers. Uh, and, and ultimately, we thought our sister would agree that the pageant was pretty lame. But instead, she burst into tears. And then she and my mom started hugging and my mom burst into tears. And oh, gosh. and then and then came the accusations that my brother and I were actually ruining Christmas. So the next thing was, let's postpone Christmas. Wow. Uh, that was the next shot across the bow. And it's like, let's push it out a couple of days until we have time to reset. But fortunately we clawed our way back from the edge pretty quickly and Christmas Day arrived as planned and everything was fine. Oh man, that was a close one. Yeah. You nearly lived the Rankin and Bass Classic year without a Santa Claus. Which is one of my favorites, I will say. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I learned my lesson. And I, I do not want to be the one to ruin Christmas. Yeah. I leave that to others <laughs> <laughs> these days. <laughs> so, Gretch, do we have a kinder, gentler family story to close us out here? Thankfully, we do. Talking to musical guests, you and Alan have obviously come across some wild stories about the Grammy Awards show. People know crazy things can happen on the red carpet. But when Big Thief's Buck Meek was on our show, he told a different kind of story about attending the Grammys. It was a, a real family affair. Well, speaking of Grammys, you guys have been nominated several times. And I'm just wondering... We've heard some crazy stories in the past about actually being at the Grammy ceremony, walking the red carpet, that kind of thing. Anything memorable happened to you guys as you were at the Grammys? Well, the band actually didn't go. Yeah, James and Adrian and Max, I don't think really want to subscribe to the idea of competition in music. Hmm. And I wasn't planning on going either, but I ended up going with my father and my brother because my brother was nominated for a Grammy the same year, actually, oh. for a composition that he had in the Spider-Man film. Very cool. Wow. And so we went with my dad and he was super proud and it was really sweet. But yeah, nothing crazy. Just like a really sweet day with my dad. Uh, that is so nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. There is not a Spinal Tap moment to be found in that story. Nope. Just a wholesome family outing to the biggest music awards show in the world. Very, very sweet. And, you know, a good reminder to help us stay focused on what's really important, such as our families. Especially in the year ahead, which is already set to dish up, uh, in the words of Spinal Tap, a shit sandwich between the presidential election, <laughs> right. unrest in the world, and who knows what else is coming our way. Yeah. And that's just an example of how we're not truly a family-friendly show. <laughs> well, yeah, but, exactly. You know, with that said, here on the TMEP show, we'll do our best to bring some levity to the madness with more hilarious Spinal Tap moment stories and a sneak peek just for those of you who are tuning in during this holiday period, 
We have unbelievable stories to share in early 2024 from guests including Stuart Copeland from The Police, the remarkable Amy Brenneman from NYPD Blue, Judging Amy and the Old Man, Nick Hexum, frontman of 311, Devo co-founder Jerry Casale, and many, many more. So in the immortal words of The Replacements, can't hardly wait. From all of us at Too Much Effing Perspective, best wishes for safe and happy holidays. Thanks for listening, and we will see you in 2024. Although it would be as great as having armadillos in our trousers, this podcast is not affiliated with This Is Spinal Tap, and no person or entity connected with the film has sponsored or endorsed its content. This podcast is not affiliated, sponsored, or licensed by authorized Spinal Tap LLC or Century of Progress Productions. Too Much Effing Perspective is a Milwaukee Talkies original. I don't think it overstates things to say that the Beatles were the greatest gift to entertainment and culture of our time, a secular religion, if you will, with their universal appeal and demonstrable impact on people's lives. I'm Robert Rodriguez host of Something About the Beatles. With every episode, I speak with historians, musicians, artists, and Beatle witnesses, all in the service of fresh insights into the most joyous cultural entity the world has ever known. I hope you'll join me and listen to Something About the Beatles, now on Evergreen and wherever you get your podcasts. Evergreen Podcast Network.